to the Scottish Rugby Podcast, brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. Uh, Craig's going to tell me if my microphone volume is okay or not. Um, it's perfect. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear. I was a wee bit nervous about it, but, you know, after oh, people, people, they get a wee bit upset about the loud mic, so finally cracked it, Craig. Um, yes, thank you, everybody, joining us tonight. We are, this is episode 250 of this podcast, which is Ooh. absolutely ridiculous. Bit of a milestone. Um, but I am joined tonight, as as I've already suggested, partner in crime, it's Craig Manson. Craig, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Yeah, doing great. Thank you very much. Happy go lucky. It's a, it's a holidays almost. It's the holidays almost. Um, just quickly to check, are you okay slumming it tonight? Uh, did, did you get your rider before we done this? Now that you're an international podcast superstar? Oh, well, you know, uh, please, no photographs. No photographs. <laughs> you know, 
we'll do our best, Craig. Uh, obviously, you know, you're here to bring the bring the quality to to my quantity. Uh, we're also <laughs> also joined once again by Lisa Martin. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Same as Craig in terms of enjoying some Easter holidays. So time away from the school kids is bliss, to be completely honest. <laughs> yes, uh, look, looking forward to an Easter weekend. Uh, lots of, well, actually, on this side of the Emmy, there's lots of rugby to be had this weekend. But uh, <laughs> we'll maybe come on to that later on. Um, oh, started already. Humbleweeds. Humbleweeds. Who had had 5.26 in the sweeper? Um, So, anyway, if you've stumbled upon this, uh, welcome. Um, You can, of course, support the podcast. Head over uh, to scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. You can see all the the articles over there. Um, International superstar Craig occasionally dabbles in an article. We haven't done a one in a wee while. I haven't, that's true. Yeah, I've not written for a wee while. Yeah, I've, I've not written in ages. I need to actually got on with that and um, you can also if you do like what you hear here there's maybe wider questions need to be asked but you can head over to patreon.com and uh, support the blog scottish rugby uh, blog on there uh, scottish rugby podcast sorry um for three pounds a month you can support the, the podcast and get super exclusive content such as our hands in the ruck section and you get access to our lovely little hugh dan fans community which um you will find like-minded brethren in there to to have good, clean, family fun uh, rugby debates with. So get over to Patreon and get, yeah, give it, give us some support. Be brilliant if you can. Um, tonight we are going to have a look at the. Obviously, we're going to have a look at the TikTok Women's Six Nations. Um, that is the primary focus of our preview episode. Um, and then we, we might touch on some of the European games later on if we've got time. But first and foremost, Scotland, Scotland, Wales at the weekend, guys. Um, 34, 34, sorry, I've, I've got it there. 34 22. I, I want to say 34 24. It seemed like that was what I wanted. Anyway, 34 22. Um, Lisa, I'll come to you first. A tough, a tough game, actually. And, um, Again, sim- a different game, given obviously England previous week was a bit of a, a, a hit to nothing. This was a game Scotland would have been targeting. So uh, what, what was your takeaway from it? Um, I think takeaway from it was um, just attacking play looks so different. It looks so great, especially off face play. It looks fantastic. Um, it's just how do we get these girls involved in face play? Because we see how dangerous they are. How can we get Fran involved? How can we get Kareen involved a bit more in around there? And I think, I know we spoke about, I know the girls spoke about it before, they're trying to avoid getting in that absolute arm wrestle. I think it descended into an arm wrestle, which is one that we are maybe not renowned for being the most brutish or physically dominant team. So when that game got into that sort of an environment and, you know, set piece really took your handle there, I think that's where we really started to struggle. Um but yeah, I think there was definitely glimpses in attack. Um, and I think, again, it's just coming back a little bit just around tacticalness, around how we're going to play this game against these people. And also just defence again is just a little bit of a let up. Uh, you, speak, you speak about the attack. Obviously, Craig, Craig Laidlaw's come into post and seems seems to have immediately started to, to have that impact. Uh, is, is, is some of the... I mean, you could say maybe in the last couple of games, there's been, there's been times where Scotland have looked incredibly 
um, dangerous, and there is just that last one percent of accuracy. Does does that you know Craig being in post that obviously will, will come over time, surely? Yeah, well, like every coach has their own sort of attacking mantras, attacking philosophies. And obviously, he's only been given like a few a few weeks in post, and you know we've seen with Steve Borsk and all that as well. Sixty compost isn't much for a, like a professional team at all. So to see these early glimpses now is great. Um, but I think by the time it gets to to the Ireland game at the end of the TikTok Six Nations, I think we'll see a bit more fluidity to it, a little bit more streamlined nature of what the attacking philosophy now looks like. Um, but there's definitely, like you say, definitely really good glimpses. It's just like I said before how do we make that into play attack as well instead of just, you know, when we have that nice little settle of, yes, we're going to have these 16 forwards in here, it's going to be great, and we'll have backs backs, let's do something. How can we manipulate and play a bit more? Uh, Craig, Craig, coming to you now, what, what was your sort of initial feelings on the weekend then? Um, it's a real... Um... <sighs> For me, it's a highs and lows. Um, as as Lisa's just just mentioned, I'm really really pleased. Sorry, my dogs have just gone crazy out in the back garden. If if you hear the dog, the dogs barking. Um, uh, for me, I, th- I think as Lisa says, there's some really really nice pieces of play coming now, and the ball's being moved far. It looks far easier for the for the t- for the for the the players to to get to move that ball around, and and I think that. They're almost um, they're, they're all they're they're bringing obviously um, the wingers in as well to to be to to they're not just sitting out waiting on the ball coming to them they're looking for the ball which I, I'm really impressed with. Well, unfortunately, um, Wales did exactly what Wales do, and that is drag us into their gameplay, um, and the. Uh, I struggle to see this because I I don't want it to be taken in the wrong way, but the Wales the the Welsh forwards were ferocious, absolutely ferocious, and I feel that we're we're God we fall on this all the time. The too nice side of things. I think we are we've got a really really fantastic forward pack, but I just feel the need to. You know, do the old. Um, I don't know if you ever. What's the the, the John Claude Van Damme um, film where he dips his hand into into oh, molasses and then into glass, blood, blood, blood sport or something. They, they need. I don't know. It's a. It's a. I just found it like the the, the Welsh forwards were getting it coming out of a ruck, and when they they caused a turnover, they're, they're, they're screaming in in the in our our team's face, and I just. Feel that that's maybe a little bit over the top, but I just feel that the the forwards with Wales they they did everything they possibly could do to put Scotland off and and get involved and slow the ball down. We were putting some really nice pieces of attack together, and and for example, you know Lana Skeldon carrying constantly, um, tackling constantly, but she was having to do more tackles than attack than than carrying. So and. It just it took its toll, especially for example, there was one one try that um, now that I forgot the, the girl's name is is peace 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 um, the 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 peace yeah the the the, the, the tight head prop uh, no she's a loose head prop isn't she yeah um, 
yeah, just scored right at Lana Skells' feet because she was she was just she looked knackered after the amount of work she was doing. Now I'm not saying that she wasn't fit enough. I'm just saying she was she just looked like she'd done a hell of a lot of work. Um, so for me, I think now and and you know not to sound like someone who's never happy. Um, I, I just feel that this one we you know we're, we're now at this point where we're needing to get a little bit more. Um, aggression is the wrong word, but a little bit more um, street, streetwise, I think, with the forwards. Um, the, the girls are doing a great job, and I'm really, really happy with what they're doing. And I'm not trying; I'm not questioning their commitment, and I'm not questioning how how strong they are, etc. I just think that Wales just looked so much more aggressive in the forward pack. What What does that come down to, Lisa? That 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 difference in aggression. I think it's just a nastiness, to be honest, like in a, in a nice way. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not, let's not anger too many Welsh people. Um, no, I think it is. It's actually having a bit of nastiness in there and actually pushing boundaries and pushing the line a bit. And I think you, you nailed it right in the head, Craig, is we are far too nice as a, as a team. Like, we are so worried about giving away penalties and it's always been, oh, we need to have less, these, like, nine or less penalties per game that we're now scared to do anything. So we're scared to yeah. have a 50-50 chance of, here, I'm just going to go in here. I might get a turnover. I might get a penalty. Damn it, who really cares? I'm at least sold the ball down. I think that's our biggest thing at the minute is we're giving teams ability to play real quick rugby. And that's going to take its toll over doing that for 50, 60 minutes. At times, you have to kind of play a bit savvy and play a bit smart and just be like, you know what? I'd rather give away a penalty in their own half than go on from the 10, 11 phases and then on a 22. So I think it, it it needs someone. I think the thing we're really missing, I think I'd really like to see is actually a big jackal fit. It's something that we don't have. I mean, you look at a Marley Packer, for example, and she knows through experience and just through ability when is the right time to A, jackal for the ball and B, give away a penalty. Um, that is something we don't have, really, within our squad and something that we really lack and really miss. So if we had something like that that we could, you know, is a bit of a, a Richie McCall, for example, is a bit like that, who will pull the line, but will push it when needs to be. I think, yeah, that's the reason. And the Welsh girls will push the line and and yeah, they will celebrate little victories, like when they get turnover and stuff like that, because it does get on your gears. And it's, mm. it, that's that's their mind game. Like, if they get a little little like chink in the armour, they're just going to go straight for that. So if they see us react to them celebrating our face, they're just going to keep making that bigger, 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 because it knows it's just going to get to us. So, thinking, Craig, about obviously we've talked in this pod quite a few times about the the, the journey of of um, professionalism and in, in the women's game in Scotland being, you know, behind behind everyone else in, in a lot of ways. Uh, how results don't necessarily do justice to what we're seeing, but how much? Does that six months extra that Wales, you know, are are ahead of us in that professional journey? How much did that make a difference at the weekend? Um, I have to say, I, I didn't see as much of a difference between the two squads personally. Um, and Lisa may have a different; she may have a different eye on so on it. But I thought, I really honestly thought we we lost just as lisa said we 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 didn't 
we didn't when they had we gave them the ball and they and they we didn't really want it back from them as such. We when it came back to us, yes, and and we we played we put some really nice pieces of play together. Um, but like for example, um, I've forgotten the girl's name, but the ten for Wales. Um, Eleanor Snowdell. Yes, not yeah. Um, I I didn't think she was any better than. Um, uh, any better than Helen Nelson on the on the park? In fact, I think Helen Nelson was better than her on the park. I think it's. I think really the the big difference for me was just the forward pack were were, were more of a unit um, uh, for Wales than 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 we could produce. You know, especially when you're looking at scrummage, you're looking at line out. Um, line it was okay actually. I thought the line it was 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 all right. Um, but I thought you know scrummage, which uh, and mall as well. Those those sort of things they they're the things that need to you need to take the time to set up to make sure that you're 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 fully ready. Now obviously skills etc. Come in very very high as well. You need to make sure, but that seems to be translating very very well into 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 the Scotland players. But I think the the pack is good. And it will do a very, very good job. Of, I, I thought that I thought, you know, you see that they're very mobile around the park. But I, I just the the sheer, I just think that Wales just their sheer aggression just came through. They wanted to win every single yard, every single meter, whereas we we didn't seem to have that. And I'm sure they did, but it just didn't come across. Um, so I think I think that's maybe you know having someone working in the forward pack a little bit for a little bit longer might just bring that out because um, uh, I I know some of the girls that are coming through in the background who I know for a fact are are, are well drilled skillful strong hardy women um, and they'll come into the forward pack and do a very very good job in the future but um, we've we've got to solve that problem right now I think. Over the last couple of games, Lisa, uh, what I what I've noticed just from a very untrained eye is the le- that 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 level, the carrying in particular in the forward pack, for me has been night and day to previous tournaments. I mean, what, what from from your perspective, what what are you seeing that's you know because we are very positive about this team and we're very positive about where they're going. What, what are the what are the green shoots of hope that you're seeing? Um, I think now we're seeing girls get more opportunities. I know for a couple of seasons now, previously, we've really, we have had our 15, this is our 15, these are the girls we're going to play with. If anything happens, dear God, the apocalypse has happened. Like, now seeing girls get given shots and given opportunities in this in games is good because nothing beats game experience at international level. And I think, touching what Craig was saying, I think that's also what Wales had above us is, these girls have a lot of international experience. So we've got a number of girls who are just had snippets here and there. So I think the, this, the positive take of it is we're giving these girls now experience at a high international level in challenging games where they've got to think on their feet almost and you've got to problem solve because, yeah, we can have the greatest game plan and we'll go into it. But if things adapt, things change, we need to think on our feet. And I think that's getting there slowly. But yeah, I think... That giving these girls experience, the younger ones' experience is great, and then yeah, just ability to think on our feet, I think, is 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 stuff that's coming. And, and seeing other people stand up because we relied on a lot of like individuals to get us 
go forward to do things, to be a catalyst to, you know, if we say them playing really well, that's going to be a good game. If they don't do anything, oh my God, what's going to happen? Who, who are we going to look to now? Because we're now actually having to look at other people to step up. Um, because like you say, we don't, we are really missing like Jade Conkle Roberts totally as a carrying ability. But you then, like when we're speaking to some of the Welsh and English girls, they know that the minute, if she's got a ball in her hand, she's going to carry. So they're like, well, it's fine. We'll just shove two in her, double shot, done. Whereas now, if we're spreading the load a bit more, it means A, our carriers can do more because they're getting asked to carry every three to five times rather than every second time. And it makes us more unpredictable because at times we can be a bit predictable. So yeah, I think there's there's little there's little bits there where we kind of maybe our hand has been forced a little bit, but that's only a positive. It's really interesting hearing about so obviously, there's there's been a couple of changes. You've you've talked about uh, Jade Conquer Roberts obviously um, missing through injury. There has been a couple of changes to the team. Um, Craig, how 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 are the new guns going, and how how what what are you seeing from them? Um, I think for for me, um, I'm seeing. Well, I've got to say the new, especially the really new caps have done a very, very good job. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm really impressed with um, Francesca McGee. She's wow, you know, just just physical, but also um, fast. Um, I, I think um, you know, obviously, um, uh, Corinne Grant as well has come in, um, and she's providing. You know, we've really, how can I put it, we've our back three are working very well together and giving and, and giving us this this sort of danger, if you know what I mean. You give them any sort of space or any if we can manipulate the 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 the, the opposition to give them some space, they're actually really adept of just taking it. And they they're not going to apologise for it. They're just going to take take the gap, you know, and away they go. Um I, I really again, Beth Blacklock, I'm really really quite impressed with and I was I was disappointed not to see her start against Wales but obviously you know it's the it's the old the old thing of well who do you t- you know who do you sit down for her um but um I think she gives a, a little bit of um now this is me talking about backs too and I'm not all that great about it but um it's she's she for me she again it's it's this physicality side of things she's she's got the pace, but she's also happy to take her inside shoulder and make the defence work to get her onto the floor. Whereas what where, where, where I thought maybe was our slight downfall with the forwards was, was yes, we're putting tackles in, but um, people like, like Tua Pilotto, you know, 19 years old and able to do what she does already, she needs a double tackle put in and, and her pushed backwards rather than going with using her momentum to get her onto the floor and because the minute she gets a big tackle put into it it makes obviously I don't think she'll she'll still I'm sure she'll come back even more ferocious but she'll think about it a little bit more um so I think that's where we maybe with the backs the new additions into the backs I think are given that they're able to take on and take on their opposite number and, and, and break the tackle that little bit more, which I really like. Um, and their hands are brilliant as well. I'm really pleased with with their hands. Yeah, the, the skill set definitely seems to be vast, vastly improved. And that's not to say, you know, it's not to say it was at a, a poor level. The, the, they're, they're looking very sharp, uh, the, this tournament. Um, 
Probably just to touch on Lisa, the game game at the weekend was in the damn health and um, th- around about three thousand, just over three thousand fans there, cracking atmosphere. Um, I think it, it, would it be safe to say the damn health should be probably the hub for for Scottish women's rugby now um, at this point in time. Yeah, I think so for sure. Like we. We've wanted to have a home for a while. Obviously, we were at Scotland for a bit as well, which is great. It's a kind of first little home off the back of being at Broadwood, which is middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> oh, God, it was awful. Lo- lovely people, lovely people. Absolute oh, yeah. nightmare to get to for anybody. But, um, yeah, I think I think if we, we want to make somewhere our home so we can feel comfortable there. We can, you know, I know a number of the girls train there anyway. We've trained there for a while. And I think knowing that that's somewhere that everyone can go as well um and that to be known as okay this is our venue this is our place like scotson's obviously got the 20s venue now it gives us our little bit of home a little bit of individuality so we're not just like a tag along little thing of oh here you'll go here because everyone else does it actually we want to stand alone and obviously with the tiktok six nations being its own standalone tournament as well it made sense to have our own little standalone venue as well and I think Dam Hill's perfect size for it too. It's not too big, so it's not going to feel like an echo. But it's also not tiny, so you can still get a good number of crowd in there. Well, opportunity of standing, like standing as well. Bloody love standing. It's great. I'd love... I prefer standing at venues, to be completely honest. It's great fun. Provided I'm at the front and I'm not behind someone who's six foot five. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I think Dam Hill has been the perfect place for Scotland women to go and have their own little piece of home. Yeah, I mean to to be to give praise to the damn health, I think it is the perfect venue in this instance. And I like that it's I like that it's in Edinburgh because you know it's international rugby is in Edinburgh and it, that that's where where it should be. And I like that. I think it's good that we've got the, maybe the age grades playing about the country and stuff like that. That's cracking, but yeah, I think it's the the perfect venue, and it was a good atmosphere, Craig. I was impressed. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, and, and this is, and uh, you know, this is no disrespect to Scotland because Scotland has a really good good atmosphere when it's full. <laughs> um, and I've, and I've, I've got, got my neutral hat on just now. Yeah. Me, okay. Right? Yeah. No comment. Um, <laughs> the, the the big thing for me, I think, is is the it always stuck with me. I was I was down at a Newcastle Falcons game and. And um, and we were so close to the action. When you're standing at the side of the pitch, you're so close you can almost touch the players. And I think with the dam, that you, you you've got that with the dam health. So you're all you almost feel like you're on the pitch with the players at the time, which, in my opinion, and and the way I feel about it, because uh, you know. Um, I stand in Olodi and stand. That's where my season ticket is because I like again. I'm, it's the same thing as Lisa. I I like to stand. I like to be able to, you know. There's a it gives something. I don't know what it is, but it, it, it you just want to you want to be on. You're on your feet. You don't you know you're 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 ready to support your team, um, but you're just so close to the action that it's it just feels like you're on the field with them and 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 hopefully for them um, they feel that. You're right behind them, standing behind their shoulders, ready, you know, willing them on as well. Probably also helps as well, Craig. That the, I mean, obviously it's the same same pitch at Scotstone, but you know, the Dam Health is a fast fast pitch, and the type of rugby the 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 women are trying to play really suits that type of pitch as well. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess it's it's. Although you know, because I, I would have automatically thought that that Wales wouldn't like the Astro, but actually, if you look at where they play, they played at Cardiff last year, and it's an Astro pitch. It's Astro as well, yeah. So um, I don't, I don't think there was any advantage to us. I think it just, I think the only advantage was the fact it was home, and 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 they feel they feel that it's home, you know. So to bring it down slightly, so two losses. I'm playing play devil's advocate a wee bit here, Lisa. Two losses. Um, that probably would have been targeted at the start of the tournament as a game Scotland could have won. Um, they've lost a, a few on the bounce now to Wales as well. Um, France up next doesn't doesn't get any easier. Um, what 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 what's a successful outcome in this tournament now? What what what's the best case scenario for you now? Um, I think best case scenario is win the next two home games, 100%. Like, they are, Ireland is definitely beatable, 100% beatable. Like, I would put my hat on it, we're going in that as favourites for that one. Italy, I've said before, you've literally got no idea where Italy's going to turn up, to be honest. So, you're hoping they have a bit of a, a bit of a shocker um, in a couple of weeks in the lead up to it. So, it gives a little bit of, you know, buoyancy for us going into that game as a home one. Um, but yeah, and I think for France, I think just putting in a performance, um, we've seen that they're building at the minute, obviously with new, new management and, um, Gail Mignon, uh, coming in, she's still trying to get her, her style of playing, there's been a few personality clashes, let's just say, between her and some of the players that's been heard of, so, um, they, the scary thing is they're building, they're really, really building, and to have... Jesse Tremuli on the bench, who made Team of the Decade a couple of years ago at World Rugby Awards, is quite scary. But again, if we can get the first couple of minutes and give them a bit of a scare, I think we could put up a good performance against them. Um, but I think if you give them momentum, then it, it's a scary prospect, to be honest. And that that is that is the case, isn't it? With with the two giants of of, of women's rugby in, in England and France, um, in in the in the Six Nations, it's almost the the, the scheduling hasn't exactly been that kind to us. Well, having the two games at the end, uh, probably is 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 quite good. Craig, we've done best case scenario, you know, target two home wins here. What what what's actually going to happen? What's what's going to be the outcomes for the Six Nations? Uh, Hart says two home wins because you, I think the the Italians we I would hope that we can get enough support down to really give everyone um, a lift. Also, I think that the Italians haven't haven't dealt with this backline yet, so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with with how quickly our ball moves now. Um, but head-wise, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound negative, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to be Ireland, um, and and I think it's we, you know, we've we should go out and beat Ireland. Unfortunately for Ireland, um, the, the way they are at the moment, I think we should go out and beat Ireland. So, um, I would like to think, and I'm exactly the same as Lisa. I think um, we must, must, must target two home wins. Um, and then I was I, I we talked about this before at the beginning when we when we first talked about the Six Nations. 
um, that there was a there was a good opportunity for us to win three home matches, um, and unfortunately we haven't done so with Wales. But um, you know, there's there are still two very very good opportunities, and I'm positive about it. Yeah, I really am positive. And that's the thing we we absolutely should be positive about it. The performance is building. I, I think you're absolutely right, Lisa. Almost almost next weekend's a bit of a again. It's back to that free hit aspect and it is really about the performance um but yeah it's it's interesting we're you know we've not won a six nations game in a couple of years you know we're now looking at these last two home games i think yeah it would be it just it would just would be so good just to get a, get a win on the board against these teams it'd be a massive massive moment i think it would really benefit in terms of the confidence, you know, it's great playing great rugby and playing exciting rugby, but you do need to get into the habit of winning. And that with that comes, I think it's probably the frustration of the scheduling again. <laughs> so you get into the habit of, you know, you get a couple of wins on the bounce and then England turn up and you're like, all right, cool. Um, Lisa, we'll come back to Craig's favourite topic, the backs. Obviously, we've talked about the skill set, the excitement, the the the... the <laughs> just the, the absolute talent that sits in that backline now. Um, Chloe Rowley, oh my days, <laughs> what a player she is. Um, ch- ch- give, give the listeners something about Chloe, because, wow. Uh, the p- stories are not a story. Um, <laughs> no, I remember, I remember Chloe first burst on the scene at Melrose, um, and she was just, she was about nine stones soaking wet. She was absolutely totally. But the minute she got ball in her hand, she just, the girl's such a balanced runner. She just found a gap and she was gone. Obviously, we then snapped her up at one day because we like, we'd rather have that on our team than play against her. Um, <laughs> as you do. Um, but she has definitely just taken opportunity of being a professional rugby player for the past, what, four years now? And it's just run with it. And obviously, it's like played played France, played across England, uh, just holding her craft. And she just gives a little bit of dynamicity because you've got no idea what she's going to do. Like, the ball's tucked, the girl's going to run, and you've got no idea which way she's going to step you. Um, but, yeah, she's a great, great player. Can be grumpy as hell sometimes. We used to have a running <laughs> joke that literally every time you see it, you're just like, I'm in a mood. And she's like, I, I'm in a mood. Uh, but, like, she just laugh it off. Like... <laughs> Um, but she she's great fun. She's she is a great laugh. Um, she's just if she if she's in a grump, she's in a grump, and you just know it. But you know what? If she can run and tries like that for fun, I'll I'll take a like anyone being grumpy to be completely honest. But I um, yeah, I could step someone like that. I would ever be grumpy. I would I would just be just I would just step someone and then just the smile would you know there would there would be no grumps ever. <laughs> No, it's great. What I was thinking, Craig, just still on the topic of Chloe Roy in particular, you know, as Lisa says, certain players have had exposure to professional rugby for, for a decent wee chunk of time now. And best will in the world, certain players look like, you know, like they're on the cusp or are professional rugby players. You can see that. And there's other players who've got a bit of catching up to do. Um how how quickly does this Scotland squad get to get to France and England level? 
Well, it's it's an interesting one because we 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 have talked about being behind the curve an awful lot, um, and we we do talk about it's um, you know it, it, it's difficult. Um, I do get I've got a, a I do get certain I have heard a few things say, saying that the the difference in level from for example, the thistles and under twenty is quite dramatic, um, and where where we need to do is we need you know in my in my humble opinion we need to you know lessen that gap, and I think the thistles has has done a very has become a very good um, what's the word that's it's a great intermediate intermediacy between the two if that's even a word, um, but for so hopefully we can we can produce, you know bring give these younger players coming through a taste of the thistles a, a taste of, of of slightly of more high you know high level of rugby coming up against uh, you know seasoned professionals as well as um, uh, uh, upcoming um, uh, youngsters. But so I think I think you know, developing that side of things is not going to be quick, but it's going to it's going to help a great deal. But also we're not England aren't England are a situation where I don't see them Hughie says wait wait until the World Cup happens in in a couple of years' time and then I'll realise that we're talking rubbish. But I don't see them getting any dramatically better than where they are at the moment. Um as in, you know, they've where we've got We've got maybe we've got quite a dramatic amount to move forward, um, and we can close the gap. I feel that that bit quicker than than England England can accelerate away from us, and the same with France. So, I think if we just keep working hard, I think we we I keep saying we it's, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm not you know I'm not even anywhere close to the pitches. But I think if if Scotland if we can have more investment into the into the in the grassroots, more investment into closing the the gap between Scotland women and um and the the teams that are supplying the internationals so that we can we don't have to send everyone away down to a professional team in England, we can have them playing high level rugby here in Scotland. I think if we can if we can work on that, I think we're going to, it's going to drag drag everyone up to that to that England level. Drags the wrong word. Accelerate everyone up to that level. Um, it, it just money's not the magic bullet, but I think it help, goes a hell of a long way. Um, and I think um, I, I also I have to say this and. and you know, and and okay, I, I've known I've known Brian for 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 a wee while now, so I'm, I'm I don't mean this the wrong way, but I think he needs to start bringing some um, some talented women coaches into the team, and and you know working on that side of things as well, because I I just I do feel that um, you know no matter how much I coached women's rugby, I could you know it was just um. You, I just me telling women how to play rugby. It was, you know, I'm, I'm working hard with them and working them as part of a team and being part of the team. But it, there's always a there's there's. I, it's not that I didn't feel comfortable, but it, it, you just feel that there's 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 got to be talented coaches out there, and 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 they need to be given the opportunity to coach because if you look at the opportunities that the that Scotland football have given women coaches, 
that needs to be done. There needs to be a quality straight the way through that because it's it's just it's the t- no matter who the coach is, the, the team should perform. But I just I just feel that that it's far too top heavy that way for you know in in the wrong way if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's fair. Lisa, you're nodding. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 that that space, a knowing look in your face there. Um, the there are there are some women coaches coming in and coming through, but the ones who were earmarked, the ones who were accelerated, have now gone off to other countries. Yeah, um, because they weren't given an opportunity within Scotland. They were given. Oh, here, just go and do some like specialist skills coach, or here, go and just do like under 18 sevens or something. Mm. But it's always been, oh my God, I'm so happy to be saying this, but um, it, it always seems like it's just a job for the boys. Like people get brought in for, oh, here, you've done this, you can come across here, you've done this, come across here. And Scotland women are seen as a progression point. So people all come into Scotland women and then go and do Scotland in the 20s. Whereas we're a bit like here, you've just been coaching a national senior national team, and you're now seeing the under twenties as a step up. Like we want people to be with us to coach with us who want to be there for a long time. I know before Shade came in, the longest we had a head coach involved was two years, and so if you're constantly transitioning to having a new head coach, a new like attack coach, new defence coach, new all that, consistent like you weren't able to build on anything you'd done for one year because everything was ripped up, started again. And I think that's the biggest thing is like we want to have consistency. We want to have people there who want to work with us and who understand us. And yeah, like uh, down at down at Saracens, like I'll have to say Alex Osterby is probably one of the best coaches I've worked with. And he, he just gets it. He he yeah. gets how to work with women and he knows if we're having a bit of a moment, he's like, I'm just not even gonna poke the bear, I'm just gonna let you guys get on with it and come back. Whereas you've got other people who just don't know. So like as women we like to question a lot and understand, okay, but why are we doing this? We want to know every eventuality and know how we've got to this point to say, okay, well, that makes sense. I'll run with it. Rather than, like, I know some some men's team, you tell them to do something, you tell them to run at a brick wall, they'll be like, yes, I will do. No questions asked. They'll be like, yes, I'll do it. It's fine. Whereas I, we, we want to know why. I, uh, Nick Howitt taught me a huge amount when, when I was oh, coaching yeah. there because Nick, Nick Howitt... Um, Scotland, uh, she, she, Scotland International. She now plays down at Sharks, uh, Seal Sharks, and I just remember because I, you know, and I'll, 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 you know, put my hands up. I was an old school coach. I was a, I'm an old school player, and we put the uh, we put the Harlequins together, and and Nick was one of the first players there wanting to want to come and train, and I just remember the questions, and and it, and it was brilliant because she taught me so much because I realised that, and I don't mean. Uh, it's a very difficult situation for a guy to go, oh, women, training women is totally different from men. But it, it was, it was there was nuances to it and, and she taught me so much. Um, so, the few, well, in fact, someone who's in the squad at the moment, Fiona Cooper, um, you know, the, the, I oh, taught me so much. But then I think there's people, I, I, I don't know what your feelings are, Lisa, but, you know, there's people... I don't think is Shank still in in Japan. No, so Louise Dalglish is still in Japan. I think she's staying there. So Claire yeah. Shank says she was doing stuff with Sweden, and mm. obviously is now back doing futures at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see her push up the ranks, but I just, I, I just don't know when it's going to happen. To be completely yeah. honest, because yeah. like I said before, it's, it's felt for a long time. It's just jobs for the boys. Once you're in, 
they'll find a place for you. They'll find somewhere for you to go. And yeah, I think like you said, Craig, it, it's not that we're different to coach. It's it's people management. It's people skills. Yeah. So we, it, coaching is the exact same thing in terms of content, drills, all that malarkey. Exact same as the boys. Nothing really changes. It's just how, it's the interactions. And I think mm. that's, that's the biggest difference between us and some people get it. Some people are like, actually, I want to have a discussion and I'm happy to have a discussion. You've got other coaches who you ask a question or you look for clarification. I'm like, but why are we doing that? I don't understand why we do it. Mm. And you get shot down because they say, well, it's my game plan. That's it. And I'm like, what? but why are we doing that? Because that doesn't make sense. Well, we're doing it because my game plan. If you don't like it, get out. And I'm like, okay, then. Well, that's, <laughs> that, 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 you hit the nail on the head uh, earlier on. And this, you know, people should... I had a taste of, of coaching at a higher level, at a senior level. I want if I if I ever manage to work my way up to coaching Scotland women, that's the you want someone who's thinks that's the pinnacle. It's an international team. You're you're getting to coach your country's national team, and and it just unfortunately I think I think. I and the, I should have thought about it the same way as Lisa's thinking about it because because I've had some experience of it. But you're right. This this sort of revolving door of 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 coaches coming through to get experience by coaching. No, that shouldn't. It should. That, I'm sorry. That's not my prerequisite for the job. My prerequisite for the job is to I want to take Scotland Scotland women to the top four in the world. You know. And that's my mission. I don't want to, you know, I'm not that bothered about going over to the men's rugby side, you know, or going to coach the under twenties. You know, that's that's not what I want to, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating. But we'll talk more about that in my hands in the rock, you know, um, at some oh, point. Oh, that's a nice little segue. I was going to go with, uh, <laughs> can we talk about revolving doors of coaches a little bit more uh, in hands in the rock? Um, but uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, a positive, positive uh, start to the Six Nations, and fingers and toes crossed, we can get a couple of wins under our belts for the rest of the tournament. I am going to suggest we are calling it for our freemium uh, stuff at this point. We are going to switch off to those uh, free orders over on the free channels and, and go over and do some lovely content for our. Cammy's far nicer to people, and Cammy's far nicer yes, to everyone is, than yes. you are. You're. you're but that's um, what people know. Craig. Dare I say you're being elitist here, John? I, I'm just suggesting that if you, <laughs> you know, all, all the good stuff sits behind the paywall. So no. you want to come and join this? <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, but no, it's been great to, great to have a, a chat about um, the, the, the TikTok Six Nations. And we will be, we'll obviously be keen covering it for the rest of the tournament um lisa you're obviously um you'll be hopefully with us for the rest of the tournament as well and yes love that um but yeah we are we're going to we're going to switch off uh the free channels now so uh i guess it is goodbye for me goodbye craig and lisa bye bye